everyone, thank you for tuning in again. Do, do people still tune in, Tara? Is that a thing that people, do they tune in? Can we say tune in to a podcast? I, I think that's appropriate, yeah. Okay, thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Marriage Podcast. My name is Brock. I'm the lead care and support pastor at Hope Fellowship. And I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Tara Wiedemeyer. Tara, how are you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm just... It's going. Tara's a, Tara's a little chill today. So if we get chilled Tara, that's what's going to happen. But Tara is, as is, is chilled Tara did not mention, a licensed professional counselor. And so she is the backbone of this podcast, the brains, the uh, the brawn. Obviously, I'm the beauty of the podcast, so I didn't mention that. And so we'll keep that going. And so, um, Tara, we are uh, continuing on with our season of gaining the perspective and trying to understand what's going on. Uh, within the world of our spouse. And so today we're going to talk about a topic called the lost art of letting things go. And so here's my question for you, Tara. What what do we mean when we say that? What is the lost art of letting things go? Well, Brock, that is a loaded question. Um, lots of things. So, and we'll kind of, you know, unpack this as we go, but in a quick nutshell up front, um, a lot of times I think in relationships, we have a tendency to like, everything seems to be a thing. And I don't think that needs to be the case all the time. Um, you know, the, we've all heard that phrase, like pick your battles and kind of that being the idea here too. just a lot of times when we confront something or comments we make or conflicts we have, um, if we were to like step back and maybe look at them a little bit differently and have some awareness around ourselves as well, I think a lot of times those comments, arguments, conflicts, what have you, may not even occur. And so basically just um, helping people understand like what that could look like, how to how to go about that and like keep it, how to practice that. Um, But just not attaching meaning sometimes to something that may not be there, even though in that moment uh, our minds or our emotions are telling us like we need to go after this thing. And so if we were to create like a, my, my hero, Dr. John Gottman, create like a little love lab and monitor couples, it would probably be something like, Anytime you felt a perceived slight or threat or whatever, like couples that would be kind of struggling would always have to battle back and say, give my perspective and say, well, that's true, but you don't understand that. They kind of get into battle and maybe healthier couples might be able to uh, feel like there's a perceived slight or a word or something like that. And they might be able to kind of step back and assess that and not just respond to every single word that's said. So it's like it would be the lost art of letting things go would be that ability to not take every single thing and make an argument out of it. Would that be a decent way to kind of say it? For sure. And I think um, we might, you know, depending on the the examples and the context, sometimes we would be able to even say like, you know, they, we know they had a stressful day at work. We're not going to take that personally kind of thing. Or we had a stressful day at work and need to be a little bit more, on our game um, in the self-awareness department or even like keep our mouths shut because things might come out a little skewed 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, there's a couple examples. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of examples of my wife, Alicia, letting things go because there's probably thousands that she's just never shared with me. And so, uh, you know, recently it was, uh, we were getting ready to go take my oldest daughter back to, to college. And so she said something about me and my younger, my younger daughter was going with us. And she said, Hey, now be careful uh, that if, if, if she says something that you, 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 you don't respond in a negative way because I know you guys fight the same and it's kind of rough. <laughs> and so in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, jerk, you just said I don't fight very well. And so I was ready to battle. And so but I knew we were actually preparing for this episode. And so in my mind, I kind of went through we'll talk a little bit later about a checklist. And so I kind of went through my little checklist and I let it go. And, uh, you know, in, in that moment, I realized that, man, maybe I didn't really she didn't mean that or whatever, but I let it go and it avoided conflict. And then the other day, as I was going through this, she said something that I, I can't even remember what it is now. She said something that I thought was a perceived threat. And so I kind of went through this checklist again and let it go. And then two or three minutes later, I'm like, now what was that she said? And so then this conflict was avoided. And so there's a lot more peace. And so we're not saying that there's never a time to talk about things that bother you, but maybe we need to recapture this art of more often evaluating can we let this thing go instead of having to battle about every single perceived threat or slight that comes our way yeah and we in other episodes we've discussed when and how to approach your partner when there's things that need to be um discussed or processed between the two of you and so this is in no way saying let things go in order to like you know um shove them under the rug and let them build up that kind of thing um this is more about the things that like probably never need to turn into a heated conversation or conflict or argument to begin with. And then hopefully, you know, that can continue to build momentum. And like you've said earlier, like when we talked about this prior to this episode, but like that just increases the peace basically in your household or even in the relation between the two of you and your relationship. Yeah. So we're not talking about major issues that truly need to be discussed but there might be a proper way to get to those, but we're talking about things that just come come along every day that we just kind of constantly battle. How can we begin to let some of those things go so it can create more peace in our homes? Uh, you know, one thing we've established, Tara, and I know you're very much a, a proponent of this is that Daniel is pretty awesome, your husband. And so there's actually a Daniel fan club that's that started. I don't know if you were aware, oh aware of this. And so, but what do you do? I mean, I know he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but when he occasionally does, Hmm. So like maybe an example from your relationship and how, how, how you've handled that poorly or wonderfully, or, or can you share into the world? I know there's probably, it's going to be difficult to come up with an example of Daniel not doing something right, but if you can, that would be wonderful to <laughs> let the world know that he's not perfect. Cause there, that perception is starting to happen. I, know, I, don't, I don't want to burst anyone's bubble. Yes. Um, he is pretty stellar though, but um, the only, in regard to this particular type of thing, like me letting something go, the only thing I can think of recently, um, so that's either because nothing came up or self-awareness and I went after him. I'm not sure which one. Um, but the only thing I can think of right now, um, off the top of my head is this meat thawing example. Um, I laid out some ground beef um, to thaw to make dinner and um, I was working in the other room and my son came in, one of my kids came in and asked if we could, um, if they could have pizza. They didn't know I was, you know, what that I already planned dinner. 
And since it was a little later than I intended to um, have to work, I was all about it because I was like, sure, I'll deliver y'all pizza and I don't have to cook. And so um, a few minutes after that, after I agreed to the pizza, my husband came in and I told him like, hey, are you, or asked like, are you cool with pizza? He's like, yeah, that sounds really good. I said, okay, I'm almost done. Will you um, go put the meat in the fridge um, and then I'll order the pizza and have it delivered? And he's like, cool. And so I get done. I don't know how, you know, I work 10 or so minutes to wrap up and uh, got online, ordered the pizza, go into the kitchen and Daniel's in the office at this point, and I and the meat is still sitting on the counter. And I, one thing about me is I hate waste, like hate it. And and it wasn't ruined, it wasn't spoiled or anything. But that's you know, in order to not have that happen, um, you need to put it back in the fridge. And so, anyways, um, I was immediately like a little irked because he wasn't doing anything, and I'd been working. I ordered the pizza, all the, you know. And so I was like, can you not just put the flipping meat in the fridge? Yeah. And so um, I, I put it in the fridge and I literally stood in the kitchen. If somebody would have walked in, I might have looked a little bonkers. But I just stood in the kitchen and I just kind of had this little conversation with myself about what will this actually solve or even start um, if I go and address this with him? He obviously forgot we're allowed to forget. We're allowed to make mistakes. It's not a big deal. Even, even if it had spoiled, let's say it had like, that's never to me, that's not worth like hurting someone's feelings or, you know, making a massive to do about it. Um, and so just kind of like, I don't know, let myself kind of like decompress and get to a spot where I was like, this is not a big deal. You don't even need to talk about it. This is not a pattern. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just some ground beef Tara. So let it go. And I did. Yeah, and then you guys had no fight. There was no big issue. It was just, no, he didn't, I, I never even said like, um, yeah, he didn't even, I don't think he to this day remembered that he forgot to put it up until, he, I, listened, until he listens to the podcast. <laughs> I have no idea. That he, you know, no big deal. Yeah, cool. no big You're deal. forgiven. Um, yeah, that's so, so yeah. cool. And I think one of the things that's really interesting to me is I do a little, um, teaching on the side. And so right now I'm teaching a, um, a class called New Testament Antiquity. So oh, how formal it is formal, but it's, it's really interesting because what we're doing in that class is we're looking at the, the world around the time of when Jesus uh, came to earth. And so the Romans basically had come into this little bitty country of Israel and kind of taken over and they were making people kind of bend to their culture uh, they were even making them kind of speak their language, uh, pay heavy taxes. They'd even earlier gone into their temple, which was like the center of worship, like everything. It meant the world to them. It's kind of their biggest thing. And they'd gone in and one of the emperors had gone in and, and put in pagan gods in there and they were sacrificing pigs in there and all this kind of stuff. And so these people were being really, really oppressed. And then Jesus comes along and all these people are really looking for someone to come and deliver them from this political oppression. And so People always talk about, I think times right now, politically, are the worst they've ever been. I'm like, eh, let's go back to first century Rome. I think it was a lot worse when you're being forced to speak another language and being occupied by soldiers all the time. And Jesus comes to that, and all these people were looking for a Messiah to come and deliver them politically. And in essence, what Jesus did, did is he told stories about Roman soldiers that he brought healing to their families. 
And he even said, if a Roman soldier comes to you and demands that you carry their pack one mile, he said, the best thing that you can do is to then maybe carry it two and to serve these people. And so Jesus kind of came to this place where people were feeling very oppressed, like, hey, or we're being attacked. And he said, the way to do this is not to attack back, but there's a better way to serve and to love and forgive and be kind. And that's kind of the model. And so kind of what you just described is nothing compared to Roman occupation. And, and you and I have talked many times about how oftentimes when we feel attacked, we go into a fight or flight mode. It's like the end of the world type of thing. And it really is just a small uh, thing in the grand scheme of things. And, and oftentimes when we look back on that argument, it seems very small, like, oh, the meat was left out for 10 extra minutes. Boy, let's have a battle about that. Hey, someone didn't put their shoes in the right spot. Let's have a battle about that. And so those really aren't battles comparatively. And Jesus kind of said, those those are those moments when you kind of need to learn the art of forgiving and letting things, things go. And that seems to be a fundamental foundational piece of Christianity is that idea that we don't have to battle and attack back whenever we perceive a slight. That one of the fundamental ideas of Christianity is taking that, taking that to God and being able to process that, let that go, forgive, walk in kindness, and not even bring the thing back up. And so that's a prime example, I think, of in our marriages of really living out Christianity and honoring the teachings of Jesus Christ, uh, because it's nowhere near the threat <laughs> that yeah. he was encountering in the first century. And so well, I and Jesus could have come in so easily and like put those guys in their places, you know, so to speak. And he didn't. Well, then they got there on their own, some of them because of love and compassion, you know, and that's just because we can fight with somebody just because we can defend ourselves Mm -hmm. just because we can broach a topic doesn't mean that we we should. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And so one of the things, and so I've I've come up with a little, you gave me the task, Tara, of coming up like a, a assessment of what I can do in those moments, how to let things go a little bit. And so one of the things I kind of thought about was it's like, I, I pictured my emotions on like a meter like it was like a, a go up or down or whatever. And so if my wife, Alicia, said something, so take the comment she said about my youngest daughter in the fighting style the other day. So in that moment, I, I realized that there was some emotional energy that was going on. I could feel some like, oh, boy, I want to fight back a little bit. And so I kind of realized that in that moment, if I feel any emotional energy at all, and kind of especially if it starts to climb that scale, it's probably not a good time to say something back. Because if I say something back, it's gonna have a little emotional energy in it and it's gonna almost be like this, oh yeah, you said that and then they're gonna feel that emotional energy and they're gonna respond back and it's not gonna go well. And so it's almost like I have to kind of rate that, look at that meter when I feel a perceived threat and if it's going off, now's not the time. Doesn't mean I can't later, but now's not the time. And then I have to kind of take that moment to pray, uh, to kind of breathe all the things we've talked about, be mindful kind of be in that moment and realize, hey, can I let this go? Did they even mean this? Because sometimes my wife has said things to me and then later, not in the heat of the moment, I brought it back up and she goes, oh, I didn't mean that at all. I'm so sorry, but it could have caused this huge fight when something wasn't even meant at all. And But if it was an attack or something that was really hurtful to me, like, like you've said before, is it a pattern? Does this happen a lot? Do I need to bring this up? Or is it just kind of a one-off event that I can let go? And so typically when I respond in that meter moment, if there's emotional energy, it doesn't go well. But if I can let it go and kind of process that, pray about it, do all the things we've talked about, 
usually it just disappears and I don't need to bring it up at all. Or if I just can't, then later I can have a conversation about that. So that's kind of my thing that I go through in my mind and realize that I'm ultimately honoring them. And I'm ultimately doing kind of what Jesus told us is a way to live in a non really threatening environment. So what are your, what are your thoughts on my little meter analogy idea there? No, I think that's great. And I think whatever people, you know, land on for a visual or some kind of anchor to hold on to and remember in these moments, as long as it makes sense to you and it's not harmful to you or anybody else have at it for sure. So I think that's really good. And like, it's, you know, we've talked a lot about like in communication stuff, how, you know, the words we choose and the tone we have and all that stuff, how important that is and how aware we need to be. But we also need to extend grace to people sometimes because not everything is going to come out fully measured and eloquent. And so if it, if we can look at the heart of what they're saying or is there truth in what they're saying, maybe not in the words they chose to use, you know, that kind of thing. Like if there's like the example you just gave, like with Alicia, if what she said is true and it was kind of meant as like just a warning in love, but because of, you know, the way she said it or the way you happen to take it in that moment, you know, that can create some of this charge as well. And so I think even just kind of giving ourselves permission to take some time and be slow to not just speak, but even like make it a thing Mm -hmm. is important. Um, Because again, if it's coming so often, some of this stuff is so it's coming from a well-intended place, but it happens to, you know, hit us differently because, you know, maybe their tone was a little off or we're tired from the day or whatever else. And so any of those things being off could create some of this, could create tension, essentially. And And that is putting a lot of pressure on our spouse to say, every time you communicate with me, you need to do it perfectly. You need to have the right tone. You need to have the right words. You have the right timing. I mean, that's virtually impossible to ask that of anyone. And so we need to give them a little grace to know that, hey, they may have not have said this the perfect way and the perfect timing like I think they should have, but I need to be able to respond to this in a way because I can't control how they talk, but I can control my response. And that my response could be, first, is that emotional meter going off? How can I, you know, respond to this in a better, more healthy, more life-giving way than just attacking back at this moment? And, and, Mm -hmm. And I need to talk about it maybe. Maybe I don't, but if I do need to talk about it, that's at another time with emotional energy going on right now. It's probably not a good time to have that discussion. Right. And if we give ourselves some time and space on that, like you'll know probably relatively quickly, you know, is this something that needs to be discussed or did it kind of deflate and I I can truly let it go because it wasn't um, intended, you know, to be harmful yeah. Or hurtful in any way. Yeah. It's like the other day, I, I think I already shared this here today, but it's like I was doing this and she said something. And then minutes later, I had no idea. Like, what, what did she say? I mean, it was just gone. And it really could have turned into a, um, I, I like to use this word, a tumultuous, it's a fun word to say, a tumultuous moment. Um, and instead it turned into just nothing and just peace and 
and it was kind of just a great day. And so it could have been something I couldn't even remember what it was. And most of our fights are pretty small. It seems like the things, some of them aren't, but a lot of things. And so we're talking about those small things like squeezing the toothpaste that we've talked about before, or which way the toilet paper or leaving a towel. Those are all things that if they're patterns that maybe we need to talk about them later, but most of the time they're, they're pretty small events that turn into major events. Uh, and, that, and as I work with couples, it seems like a lot of times when I get back to the heart of the argument, it all started at something kind of minor. So yeah. a lot of this can snowball really quickly. And so anything we can do to get in there and, interrupt that or intervene or get away from it. So it can't keep, you know, building, I think is always a good idea. Um, And when we do this, it's important to, you know, earlier we said, this isn't so you can shove things under the rug and not deal with them or avoid conflict, but also you're not, you know, building your arsenal and saying, okay, I'm going to let it go for now, but I am going to like, save this for a later conflict or argument or hit them with it when they're being, you know, a jerk the next time or unkind, like letting it go is truly letting it go. Um, And it would, I mean, it would fit the framework of actual forgiveness. Yeah. Um, If something truly dissipates or deflates, you, it's no longer ammo. Right. So I think that even in itself is kind of the self-measurement of is this something if something doesn't dissipate and you don't discuss it, it's probably going to get thrown back into an argument at some point. And that, that's the kind of stuff that I think can be very damaging or create unhealthy patterns as well. Yeah, I agree. And so um, for those of you that don't know, Tara is the uh, queen of Instagram. I call her the Graham queen. Um, I think we have four <laughs> posts, so calm down. Um, we have four posts. And so, so, so we're going to post something on Instagram or you can email me and I'll give you my email address in just a little bit. But so Tara, I think we want to ask the question of like, what happens when you're doing all these things and you can't let something go? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you deal with that? When do you bring that up? And I, so I think, I don't know if I'm messing up that question there, but so what's the question we're going to ask people on our, on our gram account. Well, I suppose it depends on the day we post it and what mood okay. I'm in. But okay. um, something a little, yeah, like what you just said. Um, some examples of some real life struggles people have had around, like, how do I let this thing go? Or, you know, maybe it's something I let this go, and then I may I feel like it was an actual thing, and now I I regret it, or I you know. I have some concern around that or I did approach them and it became an argument and now I wish I would have let it go. So it could be straight up questions or even if they just want to share some examples um, too, but something along the lines of like anything y'all are struggling with or wrestling with in, in real time, what do I do with this thing that happened? Yeah. So Um, we're looking for, listener feedback our first ever listener feedback episode boy it's going to be exciting real life examples of maybe times i have let something go or i can't let something go and so our instagram account is the mindful marriage podcast or if you don't feel like posting something on there you can just email me and my email is simply brock b-r-o-c at hopefellowship.net brock at hopefellowship.net or instagram account so we'd love to interact with some things and so really kind of what this is is you're getting free advice from the world-renowned Therapist okay. Tara Wiedemeyer. That, I mean, that's that's a pretty good deal we're offering oh, right there. So no, yeah, you'll just 
we'll just maybe help you navigate some of this and you can leave out the world renowned nonsense. I think world renowned. So in, in my in my world, Tara's renowned. I mean, she's kind of a big deal. So Okay. Yeah. She's a she's a celebrity. She walks around our- uh, do you sometimes say that stuff, so I'll put it back at you too. <laughs> I do, but I never get I never get any compliments back. I give I don't know if the listeners have noticed, but I give Tara a lot of compliments and nothing ever comes back my way. But you're also but like chastisement. jokes. No. Hush, I compliment you, but not on air. That's, <laughs> a, that's the truth. So. <laughs> well, Tara, thank you uh, for your time as always. You're awesome. You too, Brock. Oh, good. There, I got one back. It's pretty <laughs> tough. So, so please let us know some things, real life situations that maybe we can interact with. And we'll uh, we'll see you next time on the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Thanks, Tara. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Learn more about the marriage ministry at Hope by visiting hopefellowship.net slash marriage.